0: A hero has saved Metropolis. Look! Up in the sky! Another has protected Gotham. Oh, my hero! Crime and evil have met their match in comic books for decades. But what about a real hero for real life? What about a hero for Chandler, Arizona, and beyond? Okay, so happy Easter. Yes. Happy Easter? Happy Easter. All right. Man. I, we were about that far from falling asleep. So right now there are some of us sitting in the room who are just absolutely freaked out and scared to death. See, you came to Easter Sunday and you said, okay, it's going to be lilies and it's going to be crosses and there's going to be a Jesus in a bathrobe with a glued on beard. And you got here and it was all heroes and Spider-Man and you're going, this is, wow. And so I look. Let me, let me see if I can help you get there a little bit, understand. We, we felt there was a conversation that you and I needed to have, we needed to talk about on Easter. Because if you think about it, Easter is a story about a hero coming to rescue. Staff's on the internet a little while back and you know, find this uh, personality test website. Y- you've seen those, you know, put, fill in the answers, tell you what cartoon character you're like. And this, this one was superheroes. Fill out 35 deeply revealing personal questions about yourself. You know, stuff like, do you wear spandex in public? Stuff like that. And, uh, and then they'll tell you which superhero you are most like. So I'm looking at it and going, no, hey, I, I, I'll do that. So I'm, you know, we're clicking through the answers uh, together. And, and here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I have so got Superman, right? Or m- maybe, maybe, maybe Batman on the deal. So you get to the end, and you, you've answered the questions, and you click, you know, and the little thing starts processing on there. And Anybody want to guess? Who said Wonder Woman? <laughs> Robin. I'm going, Robin, how do you, how do you get, ro- Robin's not even a superhero, he's a sidekick, right? I mean, so... How do, how do you even get Robin out of the deal? So here we, we, put, we put the superhero personality test on our website. You can go there. You can see if you can beat Robin, okay, uh, if you want to on the deal. But a part of that, we, we thought, I wonder what God would get. I mean, if, if God took the superhero personality test, I, I wonder which superhero would be most like God. And then we... Better yet, what if you took the test for God? What if no, — no, like this — what if you answered the questions on the superhero personality test the way that you relate to God, the way that God works in your life, the way that God shows up in your life? What if you answered those questions on behalf of God, as best you understood God? Which superhero do you think God would come out for you? is that an interesting question? So, j- just to help us out, just to kind of get there, I- I've got Jason over here, he's going to help us, and uh, I-, I came up with some potential answers uh, for us on the deal. Some of us, some of us in the room would say, God is totally like Superman. That's how God relates to my life, that's how God shows up in my life. It's kind of like this, for a whole bunch of time, God is like Clark Kent, you know, he's got the thick glasses on, he kind of fades in the background, he's a nice guy and he's kind of good and he likes truth and all that, but the truth is he's really inconspicuous in my life and really doesn't intrude in my life a whole bunch. And the truth is I can go for days and days and days and never even really consider Clark Kent. But then let me make a mistake. (laughs) Let me make a horrible decision. Let, Let me just blow my life up. And then it's super God's job to run into the phone booth and rip open his robe and and show up and fix my problems, fix my mistakes, bail me out of what I just did. Super God. And and the cool part is, is that once he bails me, once he helps me out of my mistakes, he goes back to being Clark Kent. I, I can pretty much ignore him the rest of my time until I make another dumb decision. So God would be an awful lot like Superman to me. Some of us in the room would go, no, 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 no. God is so not like Superman. God, God is so much more like the Incredible Hulk. And, and what you got to do is you just got to be sure you don't do anything bad enough for God to go Hulk on you. You know what I mean? you, you got to somehow figure out how to live your life kind of below God's radar because if he ever takes notice and, and, and gets mad, then he'll Hulk you. How many guys are guys remember the, I think it was in the early 80s, the Incredible Hulk TV series, I remember that? Okay, some of you in the room are really, really old. Yeah. I had to see it all on reruns, I'm too young. No, I'm lying. But uh, Bill Bixby, remember this? Bill Bixby was the Hulk. What, what bad casting is that? And, and, you know, Eddie's father was the Hulk, and... He'd sit there, and he'd remember, remember he'd say, he'd say, you don't want to make me mad. You wouldn't like me when I'm mad, right? And his eyes would bug out, and then all of a sudden he'd shake a little bit, and then Bill Bixby would turn into Lou Ferrigno, you know, remember that, with green paint? And you had the Hulk, and a lot of us have that image of God. So what we say is, I know, I mean, I'm not crazy, I know I'm doing stuff in my life that God wouldn't like. I, I get that. I, I get that. I get that. I do stuff all the time. But here's, here's how you play the game with the Hulk. You just got to be sure you're not as bad as your neighbor. You, you got to be sure that your cousin, Louie, is worse than you. So that if God's going to Hulk anybody, he'll Hulk them and never notice you. Because you just, you know, you fly below the incredible Hulk's radar. And some of us would say that, that that's God. Just don't get him mad. Some of us in here say, no, 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 no. God's nothing like Superman. It's nothing like… God's more like a transformer. You know what I'm talking about? The Little toys your kids have got transformer. How many kids have, have transformer toys? They do and you don't know it. The other night when you were walking through the living room in the dark and that thing jabbed the bottom of your foot, that was a transformer, okay? And, and, and the idea behind transformers is if you don't like what they are right now, you just… You and, and, and they turn into a Jeep, and then and they turn into a tank, and you got little attachments, and you can put them on and take them off, and many of us think that's God. That You know, if, 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 if He says something, or does something, or you, maybe you look in the Bible, and you go, oh, that, that is so Old Testament of God, there's no way God still thinks that way today. Shh, and, shh. And, and you just put on the attachment. Another way of, He's the politically correct God. See, he's okay as long as I can add the attachments that work for me, that make sense for me, and as long as I can kind of pull off the places where he bothers me a little bit and I don't like exactly what he said about that issue. He's transformer God. And the truth is, some of us, we didn't go to the point you go, look, I, I, it doesn't even matter what religion you are. Doesn't matter. I, I, you can borrow from this religion and sh- attach that to God, and you can borrow from that faith over there. It, it, it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to work for you. He's Transformer God. And, and the reality is, you know, as we all do that, we always we want Transformer God to have love because, you, you know, you want a loving God. The, the place that Transformer God really becomes kind of a struggle for most of us is when it comes to right and wrong and truth and justice. And… So most of us would say, well, you know, I I want God to be worried about big sins, you know, stuff like murder and child molestation, stuff like that. You know, God needs to get, you know, those, but there's some places where, you know, I'm not sure I want God to be worried about, you know, stuff like lying and stuff, because I mean, then that could affect me. I mean, matter of fact, this morning on our way to church, my wife looks at me and says, how does my dress look? Transformer God. Some was to say, "No, no, no, no. God's more like Santa Claus. See, the, the, the very reason God exists is to make me happy. The reason God is even there is to fulfill my requests. So, what I do is, is I, I need to look for what it is that I think will satisfy me or that next thing that I need so that I'll feel fulfilled on the inside or that next relationship that I need God to make sure that person likes me or approves me or says I'm okay. And, and, and then what I do is, I, you know, I write it down on my little Santa God list and I, I mail it to the North Pole of heaven and then it's God's job to do for me whatever I decide Santa God needs to do for me. And then, most of us are hoping that Santa God has a really good exchange policy, just in case we ask for something that we really find out later we didn't want, you know, kind of like Uncle Fred, you know, go, okay, God, I'm, I'm just hoping that Uncle Fred's under warranty, hoping you could take him back. I'm thinking a car accident would be just fine, you know. Santa God. Some of us, God's more like Yoda. Remember Yoda from Star Wars? Kind of a funny little strange man, speaks weird language, backwards everything. And we think God's that way, you know, God speaks in King James English. Everything has a th at the end. And God saideth, thou shalteth, noteth, you know. You remember in Star Wars that, that Luke Skywalker had to go to the swamp to meet with Yoda. Yoda wouldn't come to him. And we kind got of think of God that way. You know, if you want to meet with God, you got to go to church to meet with God. Hear some mystical kind of truth that nobody quite understands, but you're hoping something that they say that day makes a little bit of sense. But at the end of the day, the real th- point is you get points for meeting with Yoda. You get, you get points for going to church. And if we were really honest here, some of us sit in the room today go, look, I'm here because it's Easter, and I'm getting points. And if you saw what I did last night, you'd know I need some points. He just got it. He just figured out what I said. (laughs) What if? What if the reason that you and I have struggled with God all our lives have have said, God just doesn't make sense to me is that you and I have spent our lives comparing him to the wrong heroes. That, that our comparison, our thought of him was too small, and he didn't meet the box. Because here's, here's the honest truth. For those of us in the room who thought God was Santa God, you, you've already figured out that doesn't work, haven't you? Because there was that next promotion that you wanted. There was that car that had just the right emblem on the hood. And you were so sure you were, if I could have that car, I, my life would be satisfied. And you prayed. You prayed. No car. God didn't show up. And some of us would say, no, no, Lynn, I prayed for something even more important. And God didn't answer. And I am completely, completely, completely disillusioned with Santa God. Some of us in the room would say, no, 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 I, I Superman God just doesn't fit. It's not real. It doesn't, it's not how life works. Because here's the deal. I got in trouble. I, I, I admit it. I was the one that made the decision. I made the but the truth is, I I said, God, look, I know I did it. I know I was wrong. But bail me, please. I was pregnant out of wedlock and I got laid off at my job. They were foreclosing on the home. I knew, I knew the damage in my marriage was my damage. But I prayed and I said, God, God, bail me. Because that's what Superman God does, right? Superman God bails me. And the phone booth was empty. Some of us have gone through periods... Maybe some of us are going through a period right now where you go, I, I just, man, I just feel like God is hulking me all over the place. Man, He is thumping me. I, I I can't I can't take a step forward without taking two steps back in my life. And here's what I don't get out of. It. There are a hundred people worse than me. So why is God hulking me? Is it possible? Is it possible the reason you and I have struggled with God, is it possible the reason you by have been so frustrated with God is that we have compared him to too small a hero? See, what if? What if God would say, look, I, I never wanted to be Santa God to you. And, and what I knew when you asked for that promotion, when you asked for that car, when you asked for that child, when you, what I knew was this, that if I kept letting you fill your life up with things, your heart would never get around to me, and you would miss me, and you would miss life, and the best answer I ever gave you was no, because I'm not Santa God. For some of us in this room who, who have gone through just an absolutely dark valley In our lives. And and we were waiting for the phone booth to pop open. We were waiting for Super God to pop out. And he didn't come. And we thought, see, could it be that in that moment God said, you don't get it. The worst thing I could do for you is fix this. There are things that you will never learn. There are areas of growth in your life that you will never know if I bail you if I save you from this. So here's what we're gonna do, you and I are gonna go through this together. You don't need a superman right now. Is it possible that that some of us really have been getting spankings, that God really has been thumping on us a little bit and we've been going, I don't get it, I I don't get it. I, I know people worse than me, why am I getting a spanking? Is it possible that, just like a parent, that what you and I are experiencing that feels an awful lot like a spanking is really the hand of love in our lives that says, if you keep living the way you're living, if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll be miserable and you will be wounded and you will be empty. And if it takes a spanking to get your attention, I love you enough. See, what if, what if the very thing that frustrates us about God is that we've made God too small because we've compared him to the wrong heroes? And then, you ready for this? And God would say, if you really want a hero, if you really want a hero to compare me to and to get to know me and to figure out who I am, God says, i got a hero. I've got the hero. And you know the answer, Right? He'd say, Jesus Christ. Because the story of Easter, ready? the story of Easter is the story of a hero coming to rescue. And God just say, I've got a hero. That if you'll watch him, if you'll see what he does, you'll get to know me. Matter of fact, if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews is kind of in the back of your Bible, so you can go to the back and then come back to the left a little bit. You'll run into this book of Hebrews. It's Hebrews chapter 1. And in this moment, it's exactly what God says. God says, look, 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 look. Don't compare me to Superman. Or the ho- you will never see me there. None of those heroes is sufficient to see me. There's one hero. His name is Jesus Christ. It's Hebrews chapter 1, and it's verse 1. Here's what it says. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers, our grandfathers, and our grandfathers' fathers, and our grandfathers' fathers' our grandfathers fathers' fathers. fathers. In time past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. Here's what it's saying. look, look, look. God has spent all of time trying to get your attention and mine, trying to say to you and me, hey, guys, you need a rescue. If you keep living the way that you're living, if you keep ignoring the way that you're ignoring me, if you keep living the way that people who don't know God live, you'll miss me and you'll miss eternity. And so I've been trying to speak. I've been trying so hard to get your attention. And and I've been, I had prophets who preached. I had pillars of fire that went on ahead. I've had donkeys talk. I've done everything I could to get your attention. And when all of that failed, I sent a hero. But in these last days, he has spoken to us By his son, Jesus Christ, through whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The son, Jesus Christ, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. You get what he just said? You want a hero to measure me up, to know who I am, to understand how I feel about you, and look at my son. It's the hero. And you get that the story of Easter is the story of a hero come to rescue. So here's the Easter story. Jesus sits in heaven, sees you and me, and says to himself, if they keep going the way they're going, if they keep coming up with the same answers they're coming up with, if, if, they keep, if, if, if the women keep waiting for the right man to come along and fill their heart… If if the men keep working and saying, look, if I can just get the next promotion, if I can just make the next accomplishment, if 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 the housewife says, look, if I can just have kids that turn out right and get the right report card in, if I can just get my mother-in-law to approve me, if they keep living the way they're living, just trying to buy the next thing, that will they will die. They will die empty. They'll die without God and they'll die without eternity." And Jesus said, someone, someone has got to do something. And guess what the hero's answer was? I mean, guys, the heroes, are you ready for this? God comes in the flesh. God becomes a person. The creator of the universe in diapers. And he comes to speak human to us and live in human form so that you and I, maybe for the first time, will listen to the hero. Guys, just just to give you a grasp of that, just to give you a sense of how unbelievably, almost ridiculous that story is, think about this. You're sitting at home in your kitchen, eating breakfast, and you happen to look over at the counter and you see a little string of ants walking across the counter. You call out to your spouse, you say, hey, did you realize we've got an ant problem? And your spouse calls back, says, yeah, yeah, I noticed that yesterday, I've already called the exterminators, they're coming tomorrow. And you say, whoa, 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 whoa. they're coming tomorrow, the exterminator's are coming? We can't let that happen, they might kill the ants. To which your spouse says, that's the point. And you say, no, 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 we have to rescue the ants. So you call into work, and you say, look, I can't come in, I've got an ant problem. I've got to rescue the ants. How many bosses are going to take that for an answer? You're not coming into work. You're home saving the ants. And then you realize there's nothing. The the ants aren't listening. The ants aren't cooperating. So you decide, here's the only way that I can save the ants. You ready for this? I've got to become an ant. So you change yourself into an ant so that you can go and speak aunties to the ants. And you can look like an ant so they won't be afraid of you and won't be confused And you say to the ants, the exterminator is coming tomorrow. Follow me to safety. And you go, Lynn, that's the stupidest story I've ever heard. How many? Stupidest story. You realize the gap. The gap between God and us is bigger than the gap between you and an ant. It's the reason scripture says the angels shook their heads and said, what in the world is Jesus doing going to be human? You see, the story of Easter is the story of a hero coming to rescue. And he spent 30 years on this earth speaking human so that you and I could understand. And he did it in human form so that you and I wouldn't be afraid or confused. And he said to us, the exterminator's coming. And if you keep doing what you're doing, if you keep living the way you're living, if you keep ignoring God and doing your own thing, you'll die. And then he says, follow me. You want to hear the incredible thing? We didn't like the story. <laughs> we said, who are you? And how dare you tell us that? And, and the truth is, you said things that bother us, and we'd rather live our lives our way, so get out of our way. And we decided to kill the hero. Isn't it remarkable think, who were the people that were most frustrated who had least place for the hero? Church people. not that incredible? Pastors. Preachers were the ones that put him on the cross. Religious leaders of the day, because he was upsetting the apple cart. So we took the hero and we killed him, because he had the audacity to intrude. He had the audacity not to behave the way we thought the hero should behave. He was bold enough to tell us that we would have to change, so we killed him. And what we didn't get in that moment is is the very thing that we thought we were doing to silence the hero, to send the hero back to from wherever he came from, was the hero's crowning moment, because on that cross. An exchange happened. A trade took place. And the hero took every one of our mistakes, took every lie, every hurtful thing we'd ever said or done, every wound we'd ever inflicted, every time we had shaken our fist and said, God, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do it my way anyways. And he traded his life for our life. It's a hero. And just so that you and I would know 2,000 years later that the exchange was real and that he was better than any hero that was ever before or any hero that would come after, three days later he rose from the dead. As if to say, you understand, I am different. I am better than any hero you've ever known. See, here, here's, here's the story of Easter. There's a hero who is better than the comics, is better than any movie you've ever seen. He does not need brightly colored spandex to prove his point. Who rescues us from us. He's the hero of our souls. That's the story of Easter. So here's the question Have you felt the rescue? Have you met the hero? Let's bow our heads. <clears throat> Dear Jesus, for we are sitting here on Easter Sunday, and, and the only thing we know to say is, I am so glad you are not Santa Claus. I am so glad that you're not there just to give me my wish list. And I'm so thrilled that you're, you're not Superman, who says, look, go live your life any way you want. I don't care what you do. Just call me when you got a problem. I'm so glad you're not the Incredible Hulk going around thumping whoever irritated you most recently. I'm glad you're Jesus Christ, who pushed your way into this world, who said, I know I'm saying things you don't wanna hear and I know I'm asking you to change and I know I'm asking you to live differently in your life. I'm asking you to live with God in your hearts truth is some of us came into this room today and before we even began the conversation our hearts were saying I hope I hope there's a hero for my soul dear Lord Jesus my my prayer today is that no one would leave this room not know a rescue. In Jesus' name,